You're listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abernathy. Well, hey, my electrician brothers and sisters. My name is Paul Abernathy, the host of Electrician Live. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about five topics. And we're going to keep it at those topics so we can keep it concise and straight to the point. So the overarching theme of this episode is going to be about stress when you're preparing for an exam or taking an exam. That's what this is all about. And I get calls from people all over the country that are preparing for an exam. They're stressing it out. They, they need to. Now, there's all different reasons why we need to pass an exam. You could be an journeyman and you need to become a master because you want to own your own business. You want to be one of the principals in the company. You want to be a supervisor. You want to take a bigger role. And now the owners or the the corporation is looking to you to step up and pass it. So that's a lot of stress, uh, especially because you're really good at doing it. You do really nice work. But understanding the code is a little different than just doing nice work. So when you take an exam, that's different than the hands-on part. That's testing your mental ability to regurgitate code language, to be able to understand the National Electrical Code, and to be able to do fundamental calculations that you might not do on a daily basis. So that raises a lot of stress. But you need to pass this exam. Okay, Now, take that down to a helper or an apprentice who's trying to work up in their business, their, their, their livelihood. They're, they're starting out young and they want to learn this industry and there's no better industry than the electrical industry, in my opinion. I'm biased, but it is. And you now have to take your journeymans. Now, if you're in an apprenticeship program like the IBEW or IEC, then they have a program where you can get your hours, plus you can get your classroom and it puts it together and then you can you get your license. Whereas general people, like when my route, when I went through it, I went through a vocational program and I had to put in the hours in the field as a helper learning in order to sit for my journeyman's test. I have never been granted a license without a test. So I sit for my journeyman, then I put a year in as a journeyman and I had to sit for my master's. Um, So every, and that's in Virginia. And when I moved to Texas, I had to take my master's exam uh, if I wanted to get my master's license. In fact, I helped write the exam For the state of Texas. So I had to wait a while. I had to petition the state for them to let me take it. Um, And so I've always had to take a test. Now I've been on a lot of code development committees and I've written a lot of tests for exams and things like questions and all. So I kind of understand the, the, the format and what we're trying to achieve and I've been doing it for over 30 years. But if you take yourself back down to that electrical apprentice or helper, you're just trying to get to that journeyman level. And you've got to understand the National Electrical Code. So it's one thing to learn the hands-on part. Absolutely. But the National Electrical Code is a minimum safety standard. That hands-on part doesn't mean a thing because human nature is we'll do something, we'll bend something, we'll do something to make it work. We can make, we can MacGyver anything. Okay? That's just human nature. But reality is it's still a right way and a wrong way that is also a safe way in an unsafe way. And that's what the National Electrical Code deals with. So when you sit for an exam, you're basically sitting for somebody to verify that you can find basic core fundamental things about the installation that aren't part of the hands-on part. It's part of the mental, understanding the codes associated with it. When you're securing it and supporting it, how many conductors you can put in a raceway, how many cables you can bundle, how to calculate a load, things like that. Those are fundamental things 
that you have to learn in this trade. And so when you take an exam, you'll get a lot of questions on an exams that really might be something that you never dabble in in your career. There's a lot of, you know, electricians fall into many categories. You have residential only. You have commercial only. You even have some people that do what's called light commercial, which is not like full commercial. It's not like residential. It's some some hybrid in between. Um, and then, of course, you got industrial guys that work strictly in industrial plants. You've got a troubleshooting wing of commercial and industrial, which could be totally separate. Those guys and gals specialize in troubleshooting things. Um, you have people that are experts in ungrounded systems, grounded systems, people that are motor control experts, people that are PV experts, wind generation experts, ESS, emergency system experts, generator experts. They're all over the place. So this is... You can't be an expert at everything, but as you get through and use your hands and you get the required amount of hands-on time, many people discount the fact that the National Electrical Code has to be fundamentally something that's taught hand-in-hand with any kind of hand-on training. It's imperative that you understand the National Electrical Code because it is a minimum safety standard. Now, I really do get upset sometimes when I hear people say, oh, well, those that deal with code or teach code, they know how to teach code, but they don't know how to do it. You're an idiot, and I'm sorry. I don't have any nice way of saying that, but if you've ever said that, you're an idiot, and you can you can thumbs down right now, then you know who you are, or you can say you're absolutely right, Paul, and it's important that I not only hone my skills, but I also hone my mind, and I understand, and the more that you know this book, The National Electrical Code, the easier your job's going to be. Because when you start doing things like running cables or bending raceways and things like that, that it's going to become natural for you to be able to know what's in the NEC so you know you're doing it right the first time. Not two times. Not three times. Because I can guarantee you, your boss is not going to pay you to do it more than once. And if he pays you to do it twice, he's not making any money. And if he has to pay you a third time, then he should have head examined himself or he should get rid of you and get somebody else. Okay, That's why I believe all companies should have weekly code classes for their staff focused on specific topics that are germane to whatever type of work they're doing. So, um, And we created programs that are turnkey for those companies to incorporate into their training to try to make that easier. We have a residential, commercial, industrial, motor control, grounding and bonding, uh, national electrical code. We have all these courses that are turnkey, ready to interject into your companies. Okay. That's the focus we were at. So let's get back to the topic because I am rambling. Okay, stress of the exam prep. All right, things that you can do to reduce that stress because, again, you're trying to take your career to the next level for you, your family, everything. Um, Is I believe that it's uh, the exam prep is all about how you prep. I'm a big believer that you should not be just, uh, it's okay, tab your code book if your state allows it. Highlight your code book if your state allows it. Make notes in your code book if your state allows it. Check with your local state. Uh, and, and if it's PSI, for example, is the testing body, they've got bulletins that tell you what you can and what can do in your book. Okay, So you have to know your state. You have to do your due diligence to find out what you can't and can't do in your code book. Now, assuming you've done that, you can't just flip through the pages of the National Electrical Code. The, the document is way too dry. And it's just something that's going to put the average person to sleep. And so you have to go in there with a mission. So, for example, if I want to learn about ranges, 
then I'm going to go in here with as many range questions as I have, and I'm going to work on 220.55, and I'm going to hammer it. I mean hammer it, okay? Um, if I want to learn about the application where I'm dealing with a single-phase ranges that are installed on a three-phase full-wire feeder or service, then there's a calculation, okay? It is a four-step calculation that I have to do to come all the way down and find out what the actual VA is uh, for this calculation. I, there's a process, and I need to learn that when I'm dealing with a certain number of ranges, and you have to focus, and that's one lesson. And then I'm going to go in and say, well, now I want to do a lesson on dryers. And then I want to do a lesson on what is the deal with the four or more appliances. And I really have to focus my learning. Now, one great way of, great way of doing that is to get a hold of some really good exam questions. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to sound like a commercial. So let me, let me do my commercial warning. All right, there you go. That's going to sound like a commercial because I believe that our exam questions program, which just is nothing but exam questions, is the best exam question program out there. It literally, if you take those online and you have your code book handy and you really work through each one of those questions by looking them up to answer them and you come back with scores that are in the upper 80s, low 90s, you're not going to have any problem on an exam. And of course, I give you tons of calculations on our YouTube channel that you can go work out or learn to work out. There should be no reason why. Now, some people just don't test well, right? They, they get into a test and they freeze, okay? So we'll talk about that in a second. But now let's talk about the exam prep. So that's what you do. You need to study with a purpose. You should only study with a purpose. Sit down when you're getting ready to study and say, okay, what am I doing today? I'm going to do ranges. And I'm going to find uh, 10 different situations or even come up with them. Say, I've got... Six ranges at this and six. Make them up. But you need to focus. And if you write them and you're not sure whether you're right or wrong, then you need what's also a mentor. And when I mean a mentor, I mean somebody who is knowledgeable in the industry and is able to help you. I am more than happy to be your mentor. People send me emails. Now, again, I have a lot of emails. I have hundreds that come in a day that I try to answer people's questions. But most people know me. I answer all of my emails. Um, sit, but... Work your question out, show me your answer, and then if you're saying, okay, I'm not sure if this is right, send it to me. I'll tell you whether you're right or wrong, and I'll give you an explanation. I am willing to do that for you, okay? I can guarantee you there's no other electrical educator out there that's well-known educator that's willing to take that personal time with you without charging you a dime. Why? Because it's important for me that you pass, that you take your career to the next level for your family, for your livelihood. I love this profession. Um, I owe it everything. I owe the electrical industry everything that I have in my life, my family, everything I owe to the electrical industry. And I have made it my mission to give back. Yes, I have to charge for courses, but that's to help support these programs that I give away for free. So stress of electrical exam prep, go in there with the purpose. Yes, I do believe tabbing your code book does help, but that alone is not going to solve your issue. Um, and really go for purpose. Get you a good set of exam questions. Now, some of them are better than others. Again, I promote ours online. Uh, our program, I think it's like 269. You get over 800 exam questions. And you get access to the actual study book for one full year as well. Okay? So that's just a bonus. Um, so it's, it's one of those things that 
I think that once you get a question and you look it up, you're really targeting the code book and that's going to help you learn. Now, number two, stress of an electric exam. When you get ready to go take your exam, it is going to be tremendously stressful. And depending on what state you're at, they might say if you fail it, you got to wait a period of time. Most states will let you take it. If you fail it, you can take it again in 24 hours. Uh, and there's two approaches to that. If you miss it by one or two points, then you need to reschedule your exam as soon as possible. Because the chances are you're not going to get the same questions on a second exam. And you were so close, you got it. You, you're there. You just need to take it again. Now, if you are in one of those states that say, nope, you got to take If you fail it, you can take it one more time and you've got to wait for a year, then I say step back a second. Um, people ask me, what do I think is the, the time period of study? Like, wh- how long should I study before I take an exam? Well, I am wildly quoted as saying 90 days. 90 days is the most optimum time to prepare for an exam. And that program, Fast Tracks, that we have was geared towards a 90-day approach. Now, you have a year access to it. You could take a year if you want. But it was designed for you to focus your attention every day for 90 days, and you can finish that course. Uh, And, of course, it's still there for you to access it for a year. But that is the focus, is 90 days to success. And if you go through the course diligently, you can achieve it in 90 days. And there is no way that you can't pass that exam. No way at all. If you follow that program, I guarantee it. If, 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 it, if you're not, if, I guarantee that if you don't pass it and you do what I tell you to do in 90 days, then you can take the course again for free because it's not what's going to happen. But you have to be committed to it because the information in there is on electrical exams. Now, stress. When you're sitting in front of that exam and you've got that computer up, you want to take that that. You want to take that test in what I call three waves. Now, it doesn't matter whether you're in a state that has knowledge-based questions and a separate calculation, which is what Texas has now. Uh, You're welcome for that. And whether or not you have it in two pieces or it's one test, it's still the same concept. You literally go through that test and go from question to question. If you don't know the answer right away within five seconds, then go on to the next question. That's your first wave. You literally go through and answer all the questions that you know at a glance. You can look at something and you know that that's the answer. And you check it and you move on. You go to the next one, check it, move on until you get to the end. Then you go back to the beginning. That's the beauty of these electronic exams. And then you can go to the questions that aren't answered. And you know that you get to spend time. Now, the second wave, you spend two minutes If you get to two minutes and you're looking it up and you can't find it, then you click mark. There's a little thing that allows you to mark that question. You mark it and you go to the next question. Now you're giving yourself two minutes approximately on a question. If you get it done in a minute, that is awesome. But you really don't want to be more than two minutes. You've bought yourself that ability to do that by running through that first wave and answering the questions, which typically it's two minutes a question. But because you answered that question really quickly on that first wave, you just bought yourself that extra time to devote to the second wave. Okay, So now you go through that second wave. Again, two minutes. If you don't get it, you mark it. You go to the next one. You mark all those that you can find in the second wave. And then the third wave is the one where you have to spend a little more time. But in this third wave, you're still not spending more than two minutes. And in that third wave, 
this is when you're going to start trying to look at calculations. So at this point, unless it was a really basic, easy calculation, you have skipped the calculations up to this point. Now, if you have a two separate a tests where you have calculations in one and then lookups in the other, then this is easier. Then you don't have to worry about skipping calcs. But even when you're doing the exam, it's just calcs you do the same way, except for you're, you're not going to go through and answer the ones right away because obviously you got to do a calculation. You're still going to spend two minutes on each question. And if you don't, you mark it, you move on to the next one. Okay. So the calculation ones are a little different than the lookup ones. Okay. Because the lookup look up ones, you can just go through really quickly and get the ones that you know are right. Now, the other reason we do this is because as you go through there and you read those questions and you're, and you're marking, you say, oh, I know this answer. You're going to be surprised that as you go through there, you're going to get an idea of what each of those questions are so that later when you go to the second wave, something might jostle your memory and you might go, oh, crap. I, I'm going to have that question later because as I was looking up that one question for two minutes, you were going to inevitably come across the answer to one of those other questions that you skipped over in the first wave. You didn't know. You see what I'm saying? You're building some time. Okay, so that's my three wave pass concept. Now, last the, the fourth one is, guys, never, ever give up. I know it's going to seem tough. I, I don't want you to give up on it. Um, there's a lot of programs out there that can help you, but never give up. Now, if you miss it by 10 questions or 15 questions, you're, you're just, you're not ready. You're not ready. You need to be honest with yourself. You need to get in that code book. And like I said, reduce the stress of exam prep by really focusing in the code book and focus by using questions and specific test lessons like ranges and dryers and things like that. Uh, cooking equipment, you know, ranges. You really need to focus on something in order to practice your skills because you're just, you're not ready. And when you get to that point, if you look, if you listen to me and you say, well, Paul, I just don't test well. That is more the reason why you need to get something like the timed exam questions like that we have. Because if they're just in a book, you're going to take whatever time you want. Now, yes, you can use a timer or whatnot, but you need something online and so that's why I encourage you to go look at our exam only question program. Uh, it's like 269, but you get access to it for a year. And there's tons of questions in there. And you will get from any range of topic on the exam. Now, with that said, for those out there that are really needing to pass this exam, I'm going to encourage you to look at our Fast Tracks program. Yes, it's a program I sell. Again, you know, I'll give another commercial warning. Okay, But I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, I know what that program can do if you follow it. If you follow it, you can't just log in once and not log in two months later and expect to do better. You have got to follow it. You're the only worst enemy here uh, because you can log in as often as you want. You can take the quizzes as often as you want. You can read the lessons as often as you want. You can listen to the lessons. It has ability for you to just put it and listen to the question lessons instead of having to read it. Everything is there for you to learn. It's up to you to learn. And nobody to blame but you. But we some people just need that structure. You know what I'm saying? They need somebody to lead them along. Um, and I want you to learn the code. If you're just flipping through pages or you're taking a crash course on a weekend and thinking that's going to help you with an exam, you might luckily pass, but that's not going to help you in life. That's not going to help you truly understand the NEC. 
There are programs that are designed to help you understand the NEC. And that's what Fast Tracks is all about. It's designed to help you understand it. And we are there the whole way to help you. We're the ones that grade your your unit review exams, fill in the blank exams. Um, That tells us whether or not you read the material, all those type of things. Um, You can't get discouraged. You got to push forward. Uh, There are programs out there to help you. Do they cost a little money? Absolutely. But I can promise you, our fast track program will get you'll get a lot more of that out of that learning the code than you will buying any twelve hundred dollar program with CD uh, DVDs. I can promise you that. Okay, you will get a lot more out of that interactive program. So, anyway, relax. Uh, again, I'm sorry that people are having trouble with their exam. I'm here to help. We have programs to help. Hopefully, you listen to our podcast or watch our videos on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash mastered the NEC. Hopefully you'll listen to our live shows coming January 4th on 2020 uh, on uh, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Hopefully you'll call in using the ticker Master the NEC on your Skype, which you can load on your laptop, desktop, tablet, phone, whatever. Hopefully you'll join us. Till next time, folks, stay strong, my people. Study. The answers are out there. The programs are out there. Don't give up. Don't give up. Till next time, God bless. You've been listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul 